You're listening to Inside Real Estate with Lori Patrick on 980 CJME. And welcome to Inside Real Estate. Joining me, Lori Patrick of Sutton Group of Results Realty. Lori, uh, it's been a while. <laughs> it has been a while. A good six months, hasn't it been? Yeah. Just I about. I know. Well, there's been a couple changes, I guess, since we chatted six months ago. Uh, really? How so? I don't know. It's, 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 I've been hearing about it on the news a little bit. and uh, Yeah, something know, happened, I think. It was just, I mean, it was one of those bizarre things that happens. And I know every industry has had to try to adapt and pivot and, you know, make whatever changes that they can make given the circumstances. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure real estate has been no different, but I, I was a little bit surprised, to be honest, how strong the market ended up being over the course of summer. I don't know that I anticipated that, but, but you know, how have you been finding it? What, what's kind of the new reality? Well, I have to agree with you. I, I don't know that I anticipated how strong it would be, but it, but it certainly is. And, you know, if I can go back to when it first, you know, everything first kind of happened back in March, you know, you're entering the unknown. We, we don't know kind of everything's going to change on a dime in a day. Everything was different. Um, but, it, you know, our industry had some guidelines and, and we were declared an essential service pretty quickly on because people still need to move. People still needed to buy the houses and sell the houses. And I, I had listings that were active and buyers actively looking when the, uh, when the shutdown happened. So we carried on. Things changed, of course. Some um, procedures t- changed and we adapted to some new guidelines about showings and whatnot. But other than that, um, other than the first maybe couple of weeks where you, you really saw it slow a bit because I think everybody was just kind of getting their bearings, it, it carried on. Yeah, it kind of carried on like gangbusters in some cases. Again, I, I was a little surprised. I mean, if you compare the market to what it was, let's say, eight months ago and what it's been like for the last year or two in Regina, I mean, it was a big ton buyer's market. That was the reality. And I'm getting the sense that it's almost adjusted itself somehow. I, that's me looking from the outside. You're on the inside. What are you seeing? I, I would agree with that. Uh, we were in a buyer's market for a very long time, and there are still pockets of it. You know, we've talked in past about the condo market that are definitely still a buyer's market and, and will be probably for the foreseeable future. And that didn't have anything really to do with the current situation. That was a different issue. But other than that, uh, I think th- this was almost like a little bit of a jump start. The, the shutdown happened right at the beginning of our spring market, like right on the cusp of it. So, you know, everybody took a step back for two, three weeks. But by late April, early May, it was opening back up and it was coming back uh, quickly, very quickly. The bounce back was big. June, July uh, were record months that we've seen in recent years. So uh, the confidence in the market was there. Buyers were out. Sellers, um, you know, they, they still needed to sell their homes. They were moving. They were relocating. They had bought something else. So they remained on the market and buyers were still looking. So we carried on. I kind of got the sense too that it seems to be the number of listings was probably a little bit lower in the spring than we might have seen in years past, where typically it's that kind of May long around that time when all of a sudden you get a huge wave of listings that come onto the market. And did we really kind of see that to the same extent this year? 
it, it was the, the listings were a little bit lower in the beginning because any sellers who had some reluctance about, well, how's this going to work? Do I want people in my house? And our procedures changed to that extent just for safety reasons, which is absolutely what should have been done. Um, so they, they held off. They were a little hesitant. So, you know, we didn't get that open flood um, that we get in the spring. So maybe there was a bit of buyer buildup waiting for things to open up, waiting for something new to come on the market. And when they did start to come, you know, a month or so later in May, June, July, it, it just took off like gangbusters. Well, we still have, you know, interest rates are really, really low as well. And there were some minor tweaks made to, you know, the threshold test and, and everything else, which didn't hurt, I guess, uh, you know, for the buyers that are wanting to get in. How much of it, you know, when you say talking to buyers from time to time, how much of it was they went, Mm, okay, uh, I'm in this house. We've been kind of talking about, you know, the last year or two. At some point, we should probably move or, you know, expand or upgrade or whatever. And they finally went, okay, I've been trapped within these four walls for the last six weeks. And I just realized this is not working. And yeah, we need to go and do something now. Was there an element of that to it, do you think? There absolutely was an element of that. There were, and there was two trains of thought with that, with uh, potential sellers. I would get calls, um, uh, you know, because I often get calls from clients and, you know, even if they're not thinking about selling, but they're thinking about renovating and they want my opinion on what would I do, you know, what would I pick for this flooring and would you take out this wall and things like that. So I was getting a few of those calls um, where it was, okay, we're either going to renovate this because now we've been stuck in the house for six weeks, eight weeks with our children. So it's not working. We're going to uh, renovate it finally. It's looking a little worn or it's time to sell. I think there was a there there definitely was some of that. So what was the actual process like? I mean, a lot of people, of course, didn't go through a transaction on either side as a seller or as a buyer. What was the new reality, and kind of what is the new reality? I mean, I know there were some precautions that were put in place. Was there more virtual tours that people were doing? I mean, I had visions in my head that people were just going to look and do the virtual tour, and then come over and kind of look in the front window and go, <laughs> yeah, this looks not bad. And yeah, I think the coach would fit there and, you know, buy it from there, you know? You know, we, we are pretty, um, you know, we, we, can, we can work remotely a lot in this business, but you cannot replace walking through a house. So you still have to do that. You still have to physically get them in the house. But I, it's also an industry that I don't work with a crowd. I don't travel with an entourage. I, I'm already socially distancing for the most part, you know, it's myself and a buyer or they're, you know, uh, a couple of people. I mean, there's not a lot of people going into the house. There were guidelines initially with gloves and masks. And I always had some in my car if my clients didn't have any when I was meeting them, but they uh, often did. And if they didn't, we were ready. But even then you'd walk into the odd house and many sellers would have a little station at the door with gloves and masks and, and various various types, many, many types of hand sanitizers that I have now used throughout the city for months. Uh, to are, are you the, you know, the, the resident expert on, on, on hand sanitizer variations and permutations and combinations? I, <laughs> I believe I am. And when I'd see a particular bottle, I would inwardly cringe and pull out my own from my pocket because some of them, there's a wide variety of, of quality and, and scent and sticky to those hand sanitizers. But yeah, I use them all. It's the sticky that gets me. Uh, like, cause you know, I use them of course, anytime you go out into a business or, you know, you go to grocery stores and things like that, you, 
it's automatic. You know, you do the sanitizer and you do the, right. the things you're supposed to do. And every once in a while I get caught. There's one where you put it on and you can go, okay, it's kind of got that light alcohol fit. Yeah. And then it's just going to evaporate as you go and it's all good. But it and then doesn't. There's others where you press it and you go, okay, that feels <laughs> a little heavy somehow. And then by the time you kind of get your hands all it feels done, like soap. Well, it, not even soap. It feels like the fingers are stuck together. And it's yeah. like, I, I feel like Spider-Man. Like every time I touch something, it's, it's just, it's sticky. There, no, are, there are many of those. They're sticky. They go on really wet and soapy and then they dry sticky. And I'm oh. using my elbows to turn off lights. And, um, but the smell on some of them too were just, and you know, clients and I went, oh my goodness, where did they get this stuff? And, and then the next house, you'd use a different one. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, so, you, know, hopefully you got rid of the, the flavor of the previous one at that stage. Well, I started traveling with my own mini one because, you know, I always had it in my pocket in case. Listen, uh, I know I want to get into kind of where the market's at now and what you're seeing from sellers and what you're seeing from buyers and some of the common mistakes or common things that people are doing right at this stage of the game. And we're going to do that when we come back. All right. I'm going to be back with more of Inside Real Estate with Lori Patrick of Sutton Group of Results Realty. Looking to buy or sell? Interview Lori today. Move in the right direction. 306-591-5192. And the website, lorisells.ca. Back with more after this. You're listening to Inside Real Estate with Lori Patrick on 980 CJME. Welcome back to Inside Real Estate with Lori Patrick of Sutton Group Results Realty. Uh, Lori, you know, we haven't chatted for a while. It's nice to be chatting with you again. Um, and I know, but you know, pre-COVID, pre we used to talk a lot about, I guess, the common things or common mistakes that buyers make uh, when looking to buy a home and some of the common mistakes and things that sellers do correct and incorrectly when they're looking to sell a home. H has that really changed through COVID? Have attitudes kind of shifted or adjusted at all? Or are we seeing some of the similar issues? And if so, what are they? You know, it, it's, it was almost a little comforting, but because everything changed, yet everything stayed the same. I was still having a lot of the same conversations with buyers and sellers. <laughs> um, I would say buyers in particular, when this first happened, um, when, the, when the shutdown first happened, uh, I, I saw a different kind of buyer pop up for a while, right in the beginning. And, and, and there are buyers that I'm used to dealing with all the time, but there was more of them and they were taking, they were thinking, and, and rightfully so, the fix and flip buyers, the revenue buyers, those types of buyers were thinking, hmm, there's some good deals out there. If there's a seller on the market right now, they're motivated, there's, there's good deals, the rates have dropped, I'm, I'm going shopping. And wisely so, there were some very good deals and, and I did sell some of those to, to uh, those types of buyers. The, the thing with them, though, is traditionally they always come in very low. And, and that's, you know, what they're, they do because they're buying it for a different reason than to be a family home. Mm -hmm. So, but during, during this time, they, it was even lower. So there was that conversation sometimes where I'm, I'm not writing that. It's, I mean, this is already priced well. And listen, we're going to come in low, right on the cusp of it. But if you're going to be ridiculously low, we're not going to get anywhere. And, and uh, so let's be reasonable. So there still is that conversation being had. Traditional buyers are still, um, you know, typical. They, they were asking, there's more on the market. There's less in the market. Should we be going lower because of the circumstances? Well, if, if it's priced well, no, we should be making a reasonable offer. 
seller, sellers conversely always, um, you know, some took them off the market if they were uncomfortable showing right in the beginning. But when they came back to the market, if you're priced well, it was selling. Well, it seems to be that's a thing too. And because I think there's that generalization that, that buyers make as well, where they go, oh, you know, there's lots available or, oh, gee, you know, it's a buyer's market. So no matter what the price is they're asking, I'm just going to come in low and then they'll have to come down. But each home is different. Each home, you know, in some cases, as you say, it's priced well. It's already correctly priced. It's not inflated. It's not, you know, and, and a lowball offer is going to, well, tick the seller off in some cases and you'll lose a shot at that home. It ticks the seller off and you waste time. And, and time is, is for a hot listing, if it's priced well, even in that market, because there was other buyers like the ones I was dealing with, other agents are out there with the same types of buyers. So it was a little competitive. I did competing offers all the way through this. And in, even recently, I've had more competing offers than I probably did last year all year. But so if you're going to come in unreasonably low on something that I've said is well-priced and I've shown you the facts if it's well-priced, plus you've seen other things, you're going to waste time and somebody else is going to get it. So if, if you're willing to let it go, fine. But at, at certain points, they want to offer too low that, that I don't, I don't want to write it and I'll tell them so. And then, you know, they'll generally listen because I, I, I don't want to waste their time, the seller's time, my time. And, and so usually they'll come into line, but it's the same conversation I had prior to this happening as I'm having now still. So like I said, things change, but they all stay the same. Yeah, that's the, the one comforting thing, I guess, as you go through. <laughs> yeah. You know, for sellers too, and, and, and I, sometimes I look at sellers and, you know, you having the similar conversations with them. Hey, just make sure we're priced well and what's the competition and, and, and so on. I wonder sometimes if people, you know, we look at the national figures in the national news and they're going, oh, record price increases and well, Toronto and Vancouver and, you know, maybe Montreal or, you know, some of these other markets and they just go, oh, so housing is actually doing really well. It's not doing any bad or more poorly because of COVID. So, oh, I should increase the price I'm looking for the home. Yeah. And, and um, you can't, you have to compare locally and it's not even just recent sales. It's what's on the market. What are you competing with right now? And so you may hear about booming markets in other provinces and ours is doing very well here, but I'm not going to be comparing myself, their house or, or this market at all with that one. So mm. um, I didn't run into that a lot, but there was right now, there's a bit of that, um, well, it's booming. Can we ask more? Well, sure, it's booming, but let's, let's see where our competition is, see what's recently sold, ask at the peak that we can, but not so high over that we're, going, we're not, we're going to, you know, impede our showings and get. And you're going to sell somebody else's feedback. home for them and sell somebody else's home. And, and right in the beginning, I did have some sellers who, um, you know, they, they were motivated to sell when we listed, but it was a bit, you know, should we take it off the market? Should we wait? Do you think this is going to be bad? And, and we're all kind of flying blind in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. I said, you know, I, I don't know, let's, let's figure it out. So um, there was a few that took off, that took off, that took their homes off the market just in the beginning for about two, three weeks, just they weren't comfortable they weren't sure but buyers were so respectful and agents were very good about the showings and signing we had waivers signed just you know where your if your buyers been out of the countries anybody got symptoms that sort of thing and so once once i think the sellers realized that this was being handled very well they would come back to the market and those well-priced homes were still selling because the buyers were still looking mm, you know the only challenge i find because i remember 
you know, when I sold my home and uh, somebody was coming over for showing and, you know, you should leave the home. You need, you know, you need to respect the space for the agent coming in with their buyer. And my wife and I we just used to go to the, like the little cold, you know, coffee shop or something like that and hang out and have a coffee rather than kind of sit in the car and look like we're, oh, I don't know, surveilling or stalking someone randomly. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was no coffee shops open anymore. <laughs> no, so it was you a, couldn't leave. A lot of people sitting in their cars and driveway going. <laughs> yeah, people I'm sure were circling the block while we were, we're, we're showing in the, we were showing their home because yeah, where were they going to go? Um, but it, I mean, it, there was a, the initial adjustment, but it, it, it didn't take long till it felt like we were just kind of in the norm. And, and, you know, and even during the beginning of the period, there was not many times I was turned away from a showing when I was going to book showings. Mm-hmm. There was a couple where, you know, she's not, she, they just returned from holidays. So they're self-isolating a bit of that, but I was not turned away often. You know, one of the things that I found quite surprising is how people have fairly readily adopted to, adapted to the new normal. Uh, have you found that in real estate too, with buyers and sellers where people have actually pretty much gone, yeah, this is the new normal and okay, let's do this. Absolutely. There was no resistance when I would say to buyers, okay, here's your waiver. You got to fill it out. We got to go in this house, gloves and masks, you know, depending. So not every house required that, but if they did, absolutely, they were going on. Mm-hmm. Um, hand sanitizer at the door. Uh, right in the beginning, it was they want the agents only to be touching doorknobs and light, light oh, okay. switches. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. And so, and, and so we would ad- adhere to that. And I remember being kind of hypervigilant because it's, it's just a habit, right? You don't think yep. about it. Yep. You know, like clients, you know, they're going to open a closet and they're just not thinking. And I'm thinking, he touched the doorknob. Okay, now I need wipes. Where are the wipes? <laughs> the closet handle is lava. The closet handle is lava. Yeah, I should have said that. <laughs> so there was a little bit of that. I mean, that's relaxed a bit now, but um, everyone fell into line. Respectful, uh, you know, sellers were good, buyers were good, and uh, we just carried on. Well, Laurie, as always, it's it's great chatting with you, and it's it's great to be chatting with you again. I, I look forward to doing this again real soon. Oh, it's so nice to talk to you too again, Dave. You take care. You too. Looking to buy or sell? Interview Lori today and move in the right direction. Three oh six. The website, lauriesells.ca. You've been listening to Inside Real Estate with Laurie Patrick of Sutton Group Results Realty.